Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. I'm going to talk about what it means to create or call in or co-create the life of your dreams effortlessly and what I mean by that because I know I've talked a lot about the void and the darkness and the chaos and the pain and everything I've been experiencing in this massive death portal in the past nine months of my life. And what I feel like I haven't given as much attention to is where it's brought me and how effortlessly my current life has fallen into place. And I want to share it with you because I know that a lot of you are also experiencing death portals or you're in the void or you're feeling a little bit lost or things are crumbling, or you feel like your life is falling apart. And I want you to know what is on the other side of surrendering to everything you're experiencing right now, because I've experienced this, this in my life over and over and over. And I would say right now is the most extreme I've ever experienced this, both in the extremeness and the depth of the, of the void I was in and the extremeness of the expansion and the lightness of where I am in my life right now and kind of how I bridge that gap to get to where I am now because I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I wouldn't want to be anyone else. I am so in love with who I am right now and the processes I went through to get here and I'm so proud of myself. I wouldn't even want to revert to who I was two days ago. I'm just... Yeah, there aren't really even words to describe the way that I feel right now. I have the most peace, the most confidence, the most embodied self-love, the most trust in God and life than I've ever had in my entire life up to this point. And my life looks nothing like I had imagined and planned it out to be a year ago, but it feels a lot better than it any life I would have ever planned for myself. I wouldn't, would have never thought to ask for the life I have now. I mean, I was just thinking or like laughing the other day because a year ago, I didn't even know I was a cat person. And now I'm this crazy cat mom with two kitties that I am so obsessed with. It's like all I talk about, my entire phone is, is filled up with their photos. And, you know, I'm living by the beach in California and I, I, I would have never planned this for myself. I would never have even picked the kind of place that I'm currently living in. But now that I'm living in it, I can't imagine being anywhere else. It's like every single thing in my life, the way it's all played out, is all serving me to a degree which I would have never known to ask for. 
what I thought I wanted in my life, I, I created most of that. I manifested most of that. I manifested what I thought was the life of my wildest dreams. But it turns out that there was a much better life, one that brought me so much more contentment, fulfillment, love, connection, confidence, peace. All of the things I was actually seeking, the life I planned didn't bring me more of all of that. It brought me some of all of that. It was a great life for sure. But when I was willing to let go of everything that I had created, God was able to work his will in my own life and show me a life that brings me so much more than any life I have ever planned for myself. And it did happen quite effortlessly, but I want to share what I mean by effortless because I know a lot of people might interpret that the wrong way. And I don't want you, you know, just sitting around doing nothing, expecting everything to show up and God to suddenly work wonders overnight in your life. Because yes, of course, God can work wonders in our life overnight. We can do anything with him in our backs. But we get to accelerate the process by moving in line with his will for us rather than fighting against his will for us, fighting against the flow of life, which takes a lot more effort. And so what I found is that the invitation to a life beyond your wildest dreams The invitation to the life that will bring you the most contentment, fulfillment, peace, love, wealth, everything you're desiring, community, connection. The invitation into that life is in the place that you are avoiding entering. The places you're avoiding are oftentimes the entrances to the miracles and blessings that you have been asking for, intending for, praying for. And it's not because your prayers aren't being answered or God's not listening or you're not capable that it's not showing up. It's because there's a place that you're avoiding that is actually meant to take you there. And oftentimes there's also something that we are afraid or unwilling to let go of. I'll give you a few examples. We're talking about money and you want more of it because who doesn't? But nothing has shifted. What are you avoiding when it comes to money? Where are the places you're afraid to look, ashamed to look? What are your regrets around money that you simply push away that you don't want to face? What are the spending habits you don't want to look at? And truly when I say the place you're avoiding is the entrance to the miracle, the place you're avoiding is almost always shame. Where is the shame? Where are you holding shame around money? We want to talk about, want to talk about attracting, let's say love, partnership, or even just community love, like friendship love, any kind of love. Where are you holding shame around love? Where are the parts of you that feel so unlovable that you're terrified of someone truly witnessing? Where are the parts of you when you say, no one could ever know this about me and truly love me? 
Those are the parts of you that are asking for your attention right now. If you have a business and you're wanting to grow it in some way, are you wanting to see a shift, but you haven't yet? Where are you holding shame or fear? What is the part of you of your self-expression that wants to be unleashed? Whereas your inner artist, your inner oracle, who wants to come out and be heard? But there's a part of you that says, oh no, I can't let people see that part of me. They'll run away. They won't choose me as their coach, as their mentor. Where are you holding shame around mistakes, regrets, or fears that you hold around your own business? Which places are you not willing to face and witness and look directly into the eyes of? This can be applied to any area of your life, no matter what it is. Just the invitation is asking yourself, where am I afraid to look? What feels tender here? Where do I feel the resistance or the ick or the cringe? That is your invitation to go deeper. That is the entrance to the miracle. Because the truth is that as feminine beings, we're not created to push, to pursue, to chase. We're created to be penetrated by everything, by life, by men, by money, by God, by our deepest desires. We are meant to be in union with all of these masculine forms of life, whether it's money or your business or a man or God or even your desires. We are meant to be in union with them, to receive them, to allow them to fully penetrate us in our field. However, to be in union, it means there's a basis of love. And in order to have a basis of love, of true unconditional love, there needs to be intimacy, right? We need to cultivate intimacy with God, with life, with our business, with money, with our man. And in order to cultivate true intimacy, we must bring our shame to the surface to be witnessed. Shame and intimacy come hand in hand. If you want to have a trusting relationship or union with any aspect of life or person or God, we cannot hide parts of ourselves. That creates a basis of distrust. And when there's distrust, our body doesn't feel safe. Our body shuts down. Our guards go up. Our walls go up. Our body is tight and closed off. We cannot receive or be penetrated when we are tight and closed off. And we're built to receive. So many of us are so guarded and tight and closed off, we're unable to receive naturally. So we begin to do the opposite. We go out into the world and we chase and we pursue and we hustle. And then we get burnt out and we wonder what's wrong with us and we're exhausted. It's because there's another way. But you have to be willing to let go of the armor of the guards, to allow yourself to be penetrated, to open to receive what's meant for you. Because when the guards go up, we can't receive anything. Like we can't be penetrated by anything, not even the good stuff. And so 
this process can start as simple as where am I avoiding? What am I avoiding? Where am I pushing away? Where am I not meeting my own edge? Where am I holding shame? Where am I unwilling to get intimate in the areas of life that I'm desiring more? Where am I unwilling to get intimate with God? Where am I still hiding from him? What part of me feels so unworthy of receiving love? This is how we begin to really de-armor and remove the layers and the guards around our heart, around our womb, around our entire being. This is how we begin to soften, like just the beginning of this process. No longer pushing through our bodies to make shit happen. More sinking into our bodies, creating a safe space and a home within our bodies, returning to our bodies. Noticing where we're holding on in our bodies to the stories, to the pain, to the walls, to the protection mechanisms. And this is why when your life is just about to change, when there's a massive blessing or a miracle coming your way, your prayers and dreams are about to be answered. Maybe not in the way that you imagined, but in a way that is better than anything you could have imagined. When that's just about to happen, oftentimes it can feel like things are kind of getting messy or chaotic or falling apart, or it seems scary, or you're overcome with emotions and you don't know why you're so emotional. This is why. God's like, hey, I am trying to send this blessing your way. And even though I'm sending it your way, you have so many guards up, so many walls up. It's not even able to penetrate your field. You cannot receive it. And if you did receive it, you might not have the spaciousness to actually hold it, right? Receiving and holding are completely different. A lot of manifestation practices focus on getting, attracting, receiving. But the question is, can you hold it when it's here? Many of us don't have the capacity to, capacity to actually hold what we want when it comes. And so everything that life is sending your way right now is preparing you to make space for what's coming. To let some of those guards down, the walls down, and let out whatever is clogging up the spaciousness, the space meant for your blessing. So the question is, can you let life penetrate you when it doesn't feel good? When it doesn't feel like it's going your way? When it doesn't feel like the answer to your prayers? Because what I've come to know to be true is that even when life doesn't feel good, God still is. Even when life isn't going the way we want it, God is still good. He is still always with us, always listening to us, always answering our prayers. But every single thing that life is sending our way is provision, it's preparation, it's penetration from life. If you currently don't have the capacity to receive and hold what you're asking for, Forcing your way there, pushing your way there, chasing what you want isn't going to work. Or it may seem like it's working, but then when you get what you thought you wanted, everything will collapse. Whether it's right away or whether it takes some time. And the longer it takes, the more painful it will be. Do you trust God enough to rest in the knowing 
that just because you don't see proof yet that it's happening doesn't mean it's not happening or it's not coming. Do you trust God enough? Do you trust life enough? To allow life to be exactly as it is, to receive it exactly as it is. Because you receiving life exactly as it is right now is literally cracking you open to create space to be able to hold and receive everything that you're asking for. And this has been my mantra when things feel hard because life is always challenging. Even when things are going really well and we're smooth sailing, there are always challenges. My mantra has been, can I allow life to fully penetrate me a little bit more? The penetration is provision. And when I use the word penetration, the way I imagine it is literally visualizing these walls that I may have up around my heart or my body. And something happens in life and it feels painful and it doesn't feel like what I want and it feels uncomfortable. Do I run away from it and put up more guards or try to force my way past it? Or do I lean back and allow it to penetrate my armor? Because that is what a lot of the painful experiences in life are cultivated to do. And I don't believe that every single ounce of suffering comes from God. But I do believe that he can use anything in our lives for good. He can take anything that has happened or that life has brought our way and use it for his will. And so we can trust the penetration of life, but we have to allow ourselves to stay open to it, to fully receive it. Your ability to hold what life is throwing at you right now is expanding your ability to hold all of the good things that you want. But our capacity to hold everything that's showing up right now that doesn't feel good is equal to our capacity to hold all of the good things that we want. It's one and the same. The way I see it, it's almost like we have this bubble of energy around us or this, this bubble of energy is like where our walls are, where our guard is. And the more that we allow the experiences of life in and we hold them, we have this capacity to be with them as they are, the more it expands and pushes that bubble out to make more space. So the more we can hold what is here, the more it pushes and expands our energy, energetic boundaries, the more spaciousness we have in our field to hold and receive more. This means that when more good things come, there is spaciousness in our field to hold those good things because we've expanded our capacity by being with and holding everything that life has sent us up until that point. And when I say holding, what I mean is really being able to hold the sensations in your body without running from them. This means a commitment to no longer running from any emotion or sensation. And I don't mean this in a sense of bypassing your body and your nervous system and re-traumatizing yourself by forcing yourself to feel emotions that you're not ready for. That's not what I mean. I mean, know your boundaries, know where your edge is. And push yourself to a place that is a little bit uncomfortable, but not to your breaking point. This doesn't mean go search in your brain for every traumatic experience you've ever had and sit with it and force yourself to feel it. And I also don't mean 
just take everything life is sending you and sit all day long and feel it and never read a book and never watch Netflix and never do anything to soothe yourself. There is a balance. But if our automatic response to everything that life sends us or God sends our way is to run, is to numb out, is to hurry for a solution immediately, is to rush to fix, we're not being with or holding or surrendering. Surrender is not passive. This doesn't mean something happens in life that really sucks and you are with it and you hold it in your body and you don't run from the sensation and you breathe it through your entire being and then you just sit around and do nothing. Sometimes it means, yes, you sit with it. You don't run from the sensation. You hold it. You call God into that space. You expand your capacity to hold You teach your nervous system that it's safe to be with this sensation, that it's not life-threatening, that we don't need to run away. You're rewiring your entire nervous system. And then you take action as you feel called to. So when we do go to take action, it's not coming from this desperation of I need to run from this or fix this. It's coming from a place of I'm safe. And from this place of safety and embodied contentment and surrender, I'm going to move forward from a place of devotion to take action because I'm devoted to my heart, my self-expression and what God places on my heart. And it's a lot easier to hear our intuition, to hear what God places on our heart when we're no longer in fight or flight mode running from something. This is like a brief overview of feminine holding and it's a process that's a lot easier to navigate with a mentor especially in the beginning but it is something that you can become to be consciously aware of are the actions you're taking in life coming from an energy of running or avoiding or an energy of devotion and that can be a really challenging shift to make And the reason I'm sharing this is because this has been my process in the past six months, nine months, few months, however long it's been, is I feel like I've been sent challenge after challenge because God has been expanding my capacity to hold. He has been cracking me open over and over and over because what is coming for me, the blessings that are coming that have already begun to arrive are so big and so great and so much bigger than anything I've experienced before that who I was nine months ago she didn't have the capacity to hold everything I was asking for and everything God was willing for my life I had to be brought to my knees over and over and over I had to be cracked open over and over and over I had to hold deeper sensations than I've ever held or been with or felt in my entire life And it all had a purpose, which is now beginning to play out. I've created so much spaciousness in my being, like literal space energetically to hold more and more space physically in my life to hold more than I've ever had. And so everything has begun to really fall into place effortlessly. And when I say effortless, what I mean by that is I didn't chase or force or really pursue any of this. I swear my life and God has has been pursuing me. 
God has been deeply pursuing me through all of my experiences. People who show up in my life, everything. And my deepest desires have been pursuing me. I haven't really planned any of it. It was all laid out very clearly for me. Because if I had planned my life, this isn't what it would have looked like. I didn't effort my way here. I allowed and I surrendered. Not a passive surrender, but an effortless one. Where I surrendered to what was showing up in my life. I allowed life to penetrate me. And I surrendered to what God was placing on my heart, no matter what it was. Sometimes that meant taking a step back or 10 step backs or 10 steps back from certain things in my life. Sometimes that meant taking a few leaps forward when I didn't quite feel ready yet. When I mean effortless, it really means letting go of your efforts to hold onto the life that you think you want or you think is best for you and allowing God to show you what he wants to allow that to fall together for you. It means you're no longer overexerting or pushing to get what you think you want. Every time I found myself in this pattern of pushing to get something I want or trying to analyze to get something I want or figuring out the best plan, and I'll share an example, it's never worked out for me and it's left me burnt out. I'll share an example with community and friendships and how that's fallen together a little bit for me. And I will share that I do believe that loneliness is sometimes the invitation to community or the initiation into community. Sometimes when you become a new version of yourself, you need time to really fall in love and get to know that version of yourself before she's ready to be shared with the world. You have to really calibrate to who you are now. And so in the beginning, or I started completely from scratch in a new place. It was really hard. And... I had all my friends telling me, Kristen, you just need to make friends and everything will be easier. So I started listening to them and to their advice. And I started going on like Bumble BFF, which is like kind of like a dating app, but it's for friendships, like swiping to find friends. And I started forcing myself to go into different activities and events that I didn't really want to go to, but I felt like I should go try to meet people. And it felt so icky in my system. It felt so off. I was in constant chase trying to find the right people. And every time I would meet people, it just wouldn't feel completely right. They weren't completely the right people. But I just felt like I was in such avoidance of my loneliness. I was chasing, 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 not realizing that what was really happening was this loneliness, this experience of loneliness was here to crack me open. And when I was able to actually sit back and surrender to it, it did crack me open and so much came through. There was so much healing and processing done in those moments of what felt to be loneliness. And I eventually got to this place where I was still alone in the same capacity, but I didn't feel lonely anymore. It was like the pain of the loneliness was gone. It's hard to even describe what it was like. As soon as I stopped avoiding it, the suffering was taken out of it. And from that place, I began to attract the people and experiences into my reality. And maybe I'll share more in another episode because I don't want to go too deep into this topic, but I've had so many just miraculous experiences of God bringing me the right people at the right time into my life in ways that I did not plan for myself. And I'm not saying to never pursue someone 
Once God brings someone into your life that you are just lit up about, someone that feels just aligned to be in your right at that time. I'm not saying don't pursue friendships. But this pursuit from this place of desperation or avoidance always comes with more pain. Always comes the experiences that you attract or or manifest or whatever might feel like they're what you want, but something's going to be slightly off. You might not even be able to quite put your finger on what it is. Life does effortlessly begin to fall together when you let go of needing to push so hard against life. When you let go of needing to hold on so tight to your vision of what you thought things should look like. I saw this quote on Instagram this morning. It was, I'm going to butcher it. It was just something about replacing your five-year plan with God's will. And it resonated so deeply. But that's a painful thing to do. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have desires or dreams or goals and plans. You absolutely should. It's so important to have visions and to really feel them. But it's also important to hold them loosely. And allow God to work in our lives to bring us to where we're meant to be. To bring those visions to life. Because he can do it in ways which ends in so much more fulfillment than any path we could have chosen to walk to get there. But life will always meet you at your minimum standard. Like God will meet you where your faith is. So if we're not holding visions for ourselves, if we don't have any kinds of dreams, we're just blank. We're settling. God can't work with that. I mean, he can work with anything. But he needs faith from us to work wonders in our lives. If we don't have faith and trust in him, there's no intimacy. Because the surrender to his plan is never passive, if there is no faith, life doesn't move. So yes, life will meet you at your minimum standard, standard, which means stop settling, raise your minimum standard. Dream big, but know that God will meet you where your faith is. And if you don't have faith that he can work the miracles in your life, if you don't have faith that he is trustworthy to take the lead, It's going to be very challenging to find the strength that you need to follow what he places on your heart to get you to where you've asked to be. You no longer have to plan all of this, dream it all, believe in it all, make it all happen on your own. That is so exhausting. I don't know about you guys, but I've just gotten so burnt out on, you know, making all of the plans and all of the vision boards and then, you know, doing all the affirmations and the scripting and figuring out what I'm going to do and giving myself strength and pumping myself up. And it worked for a long time and then it didn't anymore. And it was exhausting. 
because I don't want to do it all on my own and I don't want to lead myself. I want to be led. I want to lean back. And when I began to lead back, that's when my life began to really shift and fall together effortlessly in ways that I could have never planned for myself, but I am so infinitely grateful for. So infinitely grateful for. So are you brave enough to allow yourself to be led into the next chapter of your life? Are you brave enough to take God's hand and follow him wherever he may lead you, knowing and trusting that he has a higher vision for you that you are unable to even see or access consciously for yourself? Because sometimes that path he leads you down seems a little bit rocky in the beginning. But I can tell you from personal experience, following the path God's leading you down, taking his hand, no matter how rocky it seems in the beginning, always feels better than forging your own way, than walking down a path on your own, no matter how smooth that path seems. That gets lonely, that gets exhausting, that gets tiring. There's no one to carry you when you're exhausted and burnt out. There's no one to guide you to tell you which road to take when there's a fork. It takes a lot of brain power and energy to figure all of that out on our own. I'd rather follow God regardless of what the path looks like. Because I trust that he's there to guide me, support me, and hold me through all of it. So don't be deceived by the path that looks shiny and smooth and easy and beautiful. Don't be deceived by the plans that you have for yourself that seem so perfect. Don't forget to tune in and run things by God. Because he has the ability to see what's at the end of each path in a way that you cannot. And... I guess one of the takeaways I want you to really get from this is that effortless doesn't mean easy. It means without efforting. And I've used this example before, but the way I see it is like, imagine that you're like in a canoe on a fastly moving river or stream. It is effortless to lean back and follow the path of the stream as the water is taking you. And it doesn't mean that you don't have to navigate the boat or, you know, steer it to avoid some rocks, but it's effortless. The effortless nature of the stream is that you are moving forward without effort. It doesn't mean it's without action, but you're moving along your path without effort. You couldn't even stop it if you wanted to. Now imagine trying to go the opposite direction. You'd have to row as hard as you possibly can. You'd have to effort to get to your destination if it was in the other direction. That's sometimes what it feels like when we're attempting to do things on our own. When God is saying, come this way, I've created a path for you. I've already created the momentum. So you don't need to do the rowing. You just need to steer the boat. You do need to stay alert and make choices 
and listen to my guidance, but I've already created the momentum for you. That's what it feels like moving effortlessly toward the life that is meant for you. So the question is, where in your life are you rowing in the opposite direction? And when I ask this question, what I recommend is not to try to force an answer or to search for an answer or start analyzing every area of your life. Maybe just take a few moments. This is the end of the podcast. I'll end after this. When this is done, just take a few moments, take a few deep breaths, ground into your body and ask your body that question without needing an answer and trusting that if the answer is meant to come with you, your body or life or God will make the answer very clear to you in the coming days. Sometimes our body does share the answer with us right away, or you might feel where we hold the answer in our body. But we're not going to get to the answers through our mind, through analyzing. This embodied magnetism is a practice of coming back home into our bodies and letting our bodies lead the way first. Because our bodies have an intuition and an understanding that our minds can never grasp. So with that said, thank you for making it this far into the podcast episode and listening to all of my ramblings. I hope that it served you in some way. Quick announcements. I'll make this quick. I still have one spot open for my retreat in Greece coming up at the very end of April. If you feel called and you're more last minute like me and you're interested, the link is in the show notes with information, or you can reach out to me on Instagram at pursuit of bliss with an underscore or send me an email. I know I promised information last week about a new course that I'm launching. I should be sharing the information first on Instagram sometime within the next week. So if you're not with me on Instagram, make sure you head over there at pursuit of bliss with an underscore, and I'll eventually be emailing details and sharing on the podcast as well. And if you're interested or feel called to one-on-one mentorship with me, you want to really dive deep and somatically work through blocks in your system and have embodied shifts, you can send me a message or apply for one-on-one mentorship. The link is in the show notes. That is all for now. Love you all so much and see you next week.